Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer by Draper Gorenholm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Hey everyone, it is me. We are here. Uh, we Joseph is here too. Say hi, Joseph. Hey, what's up? Boom, boom, boom. We're recording. Good morning, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. I am recording this on the computer now. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Boom. All right. It says it's recording. Boom. 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 I am apparently recording. The entire bubble control. They're all exactly the same. Crypto art. And then what it really is, is an NFT. Wow. Eddie wants to slap the bag. So this is the next best thing. DeFi is going to be a bubble. It's provably scarce. With Mad Dog. Crypto, gold, and silver. Transparent substance. Take my money, start a war with it. Without further ado. Cheers to you, brother. Get shit done. Because the system has to collapse before that. Cheers, I feel much better now. Cheers. (laughs) Wow, that was heavy. Boom. Hey, uh, we are live. Uh, Welcome, everybody. This is going to be a a fun, uh, a fun crowd. Um, I've known uh, Ryan for a long time. I've known Lou for a long time and, and just getting to meet Miss Team Crypto. So very excited to have, have all of you on. Welcome. Before I jump uh, jump in, uh, oh, wait, always have to add this thingy at the bottom because that makes it just look cooler. Um, if you are watching us on, on YouTube, like I know a bunch of people are um, uh, or on LinkedIn, I'm seeing uh, as well. You can come to meet.blockchainbooze.io and you can join the conversation with the people that are in the real chat. And when we're done um, in about uh, 55 minutes, you'll be able to turn on your camera and hang with us as well if you'd like to. Big shout out to Blockchain Radio for sharing all of this as well. And of course, Lunar Crush um, for streaming this. And what's really funny is while the intro was going on, I literally got a text message and a Lunar Crush alert uh, on my phone, which is pretty cool. Um, so check out Lunar Crush. But um, first and foremost, uh, welcome to the show, guys. And thank you so much, Miss Team Crypto. Uh, why don't we start with you? I'd love to uh, give everyone a little bit of your background. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I hope everyone's having a very happy Tuesday. Oh, yes, Tuesday today. Um, I am Missing Crypto. I'm an 18-year-old crypto and NFT influencer, speaker, and educator based in New York City, and I love crypto. My mission statement is to spread crypto and NFT adoption to Gen Z, as well as educate the masses in cryptocurrency. I've been at this for a while now, and I'm the host of my own podcast, The Missing Crypto Show on YouTube. I also make content as to where I go up to strangers in the middle of New York City, and I ask them, do you know what Bitcoin is? Um, I also go to various events to hold AMAs, workshops, and I hold interviews. It's awesome. You know, what's funny is I think that the first intro to you, I think, may have been in like uh, Twitter DMs with um, 
with Ken Bozak, I think. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is when you said that I go and just ask people about crypto, it reminds me of like three, four years ago versions of Ken Bozak with his selfie camera asking if he could pay with crypto, like at the coffee shop and places. Um, I remember I would do that sometimes and send it to send it to Ken and ask him if I'm doing it right. Um, so, uh, that, that's pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Lou, um, you know, known you for a long time. You were talking backstage about crypto Mondays, but give everyone, everyone your background. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I grew up in Hollywood. I was actually fourth generation Hollywood and we have a maxim in Hollywood. Well, there are many, but what one of them is that you never want to be on a show with a kid because <laughs> they're as smart as you, but you just don't quite look as good. Um, so thanks for inviting me on and it's great, Randy, you know, hopefully we were talking earlier. Uh, I started something called crypto Mondays as a, a meetup in New York, uh, on January 8th, 2018, which was a peak market cap day. We're now active in, uh, or have had, uh, uh, events in 66 cities around the world. Last night was an epic night in New York. We had, uh, Alex Atala, you know, fireside chat for half an hour and man, is he at the center of the universe? Um, so, you know, if you are in a city somewhere, uh, that has a crypto Mondays attend, you know, jump in, you know, help the hosts. Uh, I am a crypto fund to fund at blockchain co-investors. Uh, we're invested in 30 of the leading uh, VCs and um, I'm all about the community. Uh, I really believe that this technology, uh, uh, when I saw the crypto light, what I saw was for the first time in history, we had the ability to solve for the community instead of the man in the middle. And I thought that was the biggest thing to happen in history. And so, yeah, exciting to be a part of the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks, Lou. Where are you right now? Because it's like traveling. I am, uh, well, I'm, I'm a nomad. Um, so I am always traveling uh, right now in a hotel, a nice hotel, Michelangelo in uh, New York City. Okay. So you're nice. in New York. So, yes. so yeah, you, you and Miss Team Crypto are in New York. Uh, Ryan awesome. and I are in Southern, Southern California. So I know Ryan because we, we worked for a while out of the same co-working space and we got to become friends there. And he is uh, was early in crypto uh, alongside of uh, a couple of the other nerds uh, of us uh, that were at the co-working space. And you're an engineer and a security guy. But Ryan, tell everyone about what you're doing. And I know you've got some NFTs uh, to talk about, too, next. Um, well, what I'm doing, let's see. I just got brought on to a team called Enchanted Valley that's doing some really cool stuff. I do a Web3 security and app development. I audit smart contracts and I just made sure, I just audited one for an NFT project called Poppables. And I'm doing some really cool stuff with AI that Elon knows about, that we chat about. And I just dropped my second land in this world I'm building. And the second land is Dessert Terra. Uh, it's sentient living desserts with with. And <laughs> but when you say the, you you, yeah, when you say you launched a land, what does that mean? So I started off with one land, and this land was sentient poop. That had a mixed receive uh, receiving in the NFT community. My son thought that was awesome. Yeah, that that, that I had the the. Gen Z loved it, but the people with the money didn't love it. <laughs> so I launched my second land, and um, and 
it, it's a dessert terror. It's sentient dessert, and the frozen yogurt mafia is a big part of it. Oh, okay. I like it. it I like it. On, so where, where can we find it, or, or should I share it with everyone afterwards? Is it live yet? It's live on OpenSea and, and one on Calament. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. I'll hey, share Lauren, it with you. I'm, I'm sorry. If I could ask a question, what, what was the inspiration for this show? <laughs> so, so this show, okay, so, so this, I didn't mention this. What number are we today? I think it's number, uh, uh, what 86? did I say? On 86. So 86 weeks straight of us, uh, the idea is, you know, at the end of the day, wanting to have a beer with your friends, but we went on lockdown about 86 weeks ago. And uh, we've every single week since had a blockchain booze and we've hung out with different members of the community. Um, and it started off as, as, yeah, like a hangout session. And then it very quickly, uh, too many people on Zoom at once uh, made it unusable. So we then switched it to this system where we have this little panel. We have some fun. We talk to each other. I'm going to ask you guys some questions about different things. And then uh, people in the, in, the, in the system can ask questions in the QA. So if you're back there, I see there's already um, a few questions back there. It looks like time is... Uh, uh, is in there? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk can about I ask the metaverse. Of Miss, Miss Teen Crypto, I, I, I assume obviously you've seen the crypto light. How did you see it? Like what happened that said, "Oh my God"? Well, it was it was a mix of things for me to be honest. But you know, I didn't like my dad was telling me about crypto like five years ago, and I just like wasn't paying attention. Uh, so hold on, so your dad saw the crypto light? Oh yeah, he saw the crypto light. Did, you know how he saw it? He was actually on Facebook and, you know, like he saw Bitcoin Ben, if anyone's familiar with him, um, just streaming, just a truck driver in his car every morning, you know, sipping coffee, talking about Bitcoin. Um, and my dad actually thought it was a physical like coin, you know what I mean? So then like he went to go look into it um, and then found out like, you know, what crypto was, educated himself. He's a smart fiend. Um, and he was talking to me about it. But I was like little. I was 13, 14. Like, I didn't really care. It was adult things, numbers. I, like, things I didn't understand. I didn't think I could essentially do anything with Bitcoin or crypto. Just like, you know, like, I couldn't really get into stocks and things like that. I just thought it was all related. Um, until, you know, my dad sat me down about two years ago when I was 16. And he was just like, you know what? Let's do a Bitcoin transaction. I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, get free money. You know, you know who's going to turn that down? Uh, so basically, all I saw was that it was a scan of a QR code, copy and paste an address, and that's it. You send money. Like, I could go into the store, not have to do this whole, like, you know, I give you money, you give me my change back, I get those, like, pennies, nickels, and dimes that people don't really use. And I I just saw the way it was going to revolutionize the way we transact. Uh, the fact that it's borderless, peer-to-peer. -peer. Um, it was very easy to use. And I went to my friends and my family and I asked them, do you know what Bitcoin is? And they had no idea what it was. They never even heard of it. Never mind how easy it is to use, how much it's going to change the world. Um, so I essentially just, it all clicked. And I had like... Um, I'm going to say like $200 in a bank account, like just sitting there. Right. And I was just like, okay, well, if I'm, I, my $200 is still $200, but if I put it in Bitcoin, this is something. It's going to be $199 tomorrow. 
<laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So I, I saw the appreciation factor with Bitcoin. And it was another thing that really struck me because it was something that I haven't seen done in my own personal bank account. I was just comparing what I saw. Um, and I it, it all really clicked for me. It was just like a whole big light bulb moment, everything just hitting me at once. So I just created my Twitter account to join the community. And now, you know, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and for for those of you that may have uh, missed it, um, sorry, I'm watching I'm watching the the trash talkers uh, about me in the in the chat right now. Sorry, my hey my hey, friends. ignore the at this point we've we've been together for about eighty six weeks straight. They're they're my friends <laughs> and we're uh, they're giving me shit. It's awesome. Um, but the uh, but um, you know if you guys missed LA Blockchain Summit a couple of weeks ago, Miss Teen Crypto did an excellent job interviewing Charlie Lee, um, the founder of Litecoin, for the 10 year anniversary of Litecoin. So check that out. She's uh, a much more organized and better interview that, than I am. That's why uh, I, I set up this format of just hanging with my friends. But uh, Ryan, you were about to say something. I apologize. Did you put that $200 into Bitcoin and did you keep it in Bitcoin? Is it still there? Yeah. Awesome. Nice. It yeah, diamond hands, Ryan. yeah, diamond hands, Ryan. Yeah, diamond hands, Ryan. Like it, it, it was like a, such a big thing for me. Like I just, like the fact that, like you know, I it could appreciate that, like my my dollar value, like or like my value, I guess, in Bitcoin because no longer in dollars, uh, could appreciate. Um, and it, it just, it was such like a mind boggling thing. I was like, wow, this is like finance this is like yeah big I, stuff. you're 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 obviously a phenomenal evangelist for the community so thanks Thank how you. are you how are you you know getting your message out there so many ways i mean i do on the ground like you know in on the streets um i approach random strangers like i talked about before in times square well not even times square like all like times square included but all over new york washington square park the west side um, you know, anywhere that I know that there are people and I just approach them. Um, so I do that. Um, I also, you One know, person just, at a time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the best way to get people in because I feel like people won't forget like a girl just coming up to you on the street and being like, Oh, do you know what like Bitcoin is? And like this, this like magic so, stuff going on on the internet. Um, so sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. And, and I don't want to get personal, but are, are you a maxi? No. Not at all. I, I meant NFTs. So I don't know if I could be. Yeah, we're going to jump into NFTs because actually that's how uh, I, you know, saw some thread where people were trying to get you to buy an NFT, Lou. And uh, we're going to have to talk about some of these things and, and <laughs> actually, see where you're at with NFTs. But I want to tell you guys something. Speaking of bringing people into crypto, one of my favorite things that I ever did kind of by mistake was I texted a group chat of my family. And I said, like, my son and I devised this little plan, like at the beginning of quarantine. So it was like a little less than two years ago. Um, I messaged all of my family and I said, if you respond with an Ethereum wallet address to this thread, you will get a surprise. And so like four of them, actually three of them actually Ooh. responded, three of my family members. And so I sent them at the time $25 worth of ETH. And then I said, I said, like, the next thing was like, go in your wallet, tell me what your balance is. And then when they like, they, I did a couple interactions, then I sent them like an NFT, um, one of the poopoo.eth membership ones, Ryan, Ryan, <laughs> my son is poopoo.eth. And, um, uh, and, and then when, and then we, I challenged them like to a few different things and did it. 
But what's crazy is that that $25 worth of ETH at the time, not including the NFTs they got and things like that, it's worth uh, almost $250 today, right? Like, and I keep uh, in my Zerion, I actually have, uh, I don't want to show you because then you'll see other stuff, but like um, I have, I keep a, a watch list of all of their wallets just so that I can remind That's them. That's hilarious. <laughs> but so it, it was the best way to actually get them to participate. Um, exactly. My, uh, I did yeah. give everyone one year for Hanukkah. Um, we celebrate both Hanukkah and Christmas. Like my side of the family celebrates Hanukkah. My wife does Christmas. And I for Hanukkah, I gave everybody, I think it was 20 or 25 bucks worth of Bitcoin that one year. But I wrote down by hand the, the seed phrase of the wallet or the um, actually it was the, the, the key for the wallet. And I just wrote it on a slip of construction paper and I put it in their cards and when anyone asked me what it was, I said, figure it out. <laughs> and like halfway through the, the dinner, my nephew, who's he's now uh, uh, 18, but at the time he must have been 14 or 15, uh, screamed out like, uh, no, it must have been 13 or 14. He screamed out, it's Bitcoin. And like totally like, you know, everybody started then trying to figure out how to how to use the, the key. It was really cool. But with the holidays coming up, everyone should... Uh, should should do some things like that with their families get them in yeah so, that's awesome yeah it was it was it was fun um uh yeah people in the chat give us ideas of things you may have done or things we should do for the holidays i have some ideas for some holiday potentially some holiday nfts for everyone uh, uh in the in the sort of blockchain booze family but um Ooh. so we the the this Bringing you on today started with a little bit of an NFT threat. I know Miss Team Crypto and Ryan are both super in NFTs, and so am I. Who's not and, into uh, NFTs? Uh, have you participated yet? You're Maxi. <laughs> I bet you. Uh, actually, no, knowing you, Lou, is is your son super into NFTs? Is there some what? Is your son super into NFTs? I know we we hung out in LA that one time we talked about. Yeah, it. no, uh, uh, my son is now uh, uh, working with me. He's blogging, um, you know, coming to Crypto Mondays and helping with that. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm paying him, and I, I gave him the opportunity to get whatever percentage he wanted in cash and whatever he wanted in Bitcoin, so he'd start using it. And what he got in Bitcoin, I would bump by five percent. So he took fifty uh, percent in Bitcoin and fifty percent. He says, "Hi," he says, well, "Dad, how do I get a wallet?" I'm like, "Hey, how do you get a wallet? Have you heard of Google?" So you know, he goes to Google and he types in and he ends up with a MetaMask and he sends me his MetaMask address. Except for and I send him my the Bitcoin, but the MetaMask does not accept Bitcoin. <laughs> right? That's the point in time where we're at that it's that hard. So yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you a Bitcoin maxi? maxi? No, 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 not at all. I mean, I'm, I am of the belief that nobody knows anything. Maybe they're right. Don't think so. But maybe they are. I mean, like, yeah. domains do help with that issue, essentially. Yeah. They, they're getting there. Like, you know, like having, like, you know, mistingcrypto.crypto. You could send, like, Bitcoin, Litecoin, ETH, whatever coin you decide to add on to that wallet. So that could make things easier in the future instead of, like, all that, you know, mess <laughs> yeah, that's dot, the dot crypto is unstoppable domains for anyone. I know ENS too. And I mean, dot in ETH, ENS yeah. you can have your. So I have a lon dot ETH, a lon dot Tez, a lon dot crypto. So if anybody hearing wants to send me something stupid, let's do it. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's um, it's it's getting there, but but not even close. Like Lou, I uh, was in a chat today with the Boring Stone team. 
and we were having like all of us were having problems with the wallet or something. And I was like, isn't it so great how easy they made it to crypto? <laughs> but you know, I mean, but these are funny things that though, that some of the problems we're having uh, uh, when I, I was the first analyst at a bulge bracket firm to pick up AOL in 95 and the stock went down 30% the first month because they had too many customers and everybody was getting a busy signal. And I feel that's now I'm seeing that same thing now with ETH. And everybody goes, oh, my God, it's so expensive. Isn't that, you know, ETH is terrible. You know, it's going to hell in a handbasket when their problem is they have too many customers. And that's a good one to have. Yeah. Well, Lou, I'm not as old as you are, but I remember when the gas yeah. was only, yeah. I remember when <laughs> gas was only $3 and that was, that was really expensive. Uh, well, yeah, sure. that was the thing is I remember talking about this. I talked about this with, with Ryan back in the day, many, many people, of course. But like I, I go back to I, I said it like this back when Ethereum transactions would cost 50 cents, a dollar, two dollars. I remember going, just pretend like you're a, a 12 year old version of yourself again. You're trading a baseball card or a comic book in your friend's garage or something, which is, you know, what I would do. And um, Ryan knows Gary. Gary and I used to trade comic book cards, right? And I would go to his garage or Yoni's garage or one of our friend's garages, and we would literally be looking at the cards. And then I said, imagine this. Imagine if every time we wanted to trade, one of the parents like slammed through the garage, like ran in between us, went, wait, 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 wait stop. You need to each give me one dollar before you can make this happen, right? <laughs> or, or one of you needs to give me a dollar. Like we wouldn't be able to do it. Or if, when you're at the baseball card shop buying a pack of cards, like you'd save up that buck or two to buy the pack of cards now, um, or buy the comic book, right? And now think about like trading crypto or trading NFTs on Ethereum. Like I, I literally did pay the transaction fee today. That was like embarrassingly huge. Like it was like in the probably gotten to the thousands of dollars like, it's yeah. insane it's really stupid it's really really dumb and it keeps people out um but it is crazy early and it's still amazing it's amazing but it's also insane yeah i paid 400 been... in transaction fees to post to my stuff in open sea and a dollar 50 on calumet yep. yeah um ryan have you been to a crypto monday la um, yeah you have the crypto, okay. you were at the one uh, that was at the bar that I spoke at. Remember, weren't you at oh, that yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, was, that was fun. And Gary, you go find a friend of his. <laughs> yeah, they were a great crew. You know, the guy, the guy now, you know, one of the guys, two guys that runs it has a super hot NFT company, uh, Charged Particles. Yeah, I um, yeah, I wanted to. Uh, I'm gonna be hanging out with him soon, I think, because he spoke at uh, at LA Blockchain Summit. We we're we we're texting each other. Um, but also, Mike is Mike still one of the organizers? He he was uh, great. Um, at one point, he organized a bunch of the events too. This is what I mean. So many amazing stories from from Crypto Mondays. But you know, I met Mike. Uh, he emailed me. He said he was at Crypto Mondays Los Angeles. It was just him. And one other person, could he take it over? I said, sure you can. I mean, we're decentralized. I run New York and what happens elsewhere happens elsewhere. And, you know, so he said, well, can I, can I talk to you? He said, sure. So we had a conversation and he said he just moved to L.A. And I said, where, where, where were you before L.A.? And he says, oh, I, I was in prison for five years. <laughs> he had run a, a Silk Road before Silk Road. And uh, they picked him up in Columbia. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, and he, 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 you know, what's funny is he brought that up to me the first conversation because I think he didn't want it to like, you know, come out of somewhere else <laughs> or whatever. And he was a great guy. He invited he me. He was an support. awesome guy. I hung yeah. out with him a lot when I went to LA. He moved to Santa Barbara. Oh, he's in Santa Barbara. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And he's writing Monday. I live right in between. Yeah, I live right in. Brian does too. Right in between Santa Barbara and L.A. And if I given the choice ever, drive north or drive south. North is always Westlake. Always the one. What was that? You said like Westlake. Yeah, I live. uh, Yeah, I live uh, near Westlake and Thousand Oaks, and and Ryan does uh, too. I won't say specific. Yeah, I grew up in Sherman Oaks. Sorry about that. Yeah, you were down the road. Oh, no, no worries. We're so used to things like that. So it's just, you know, the screen shuffles a little. It's all good. Well, um, so what do you, yes, you want to do with Team Crypto? Like when you look out, what do you want to be doing for the community? Honestly, anything and everything. Um, I'm so passionate about this space that, you know, I really love doing workshops. I love doing hands-on things like that. Um, I want to be like the Melton Demerars and all the amazing women that, you know, appear on CNBC, <laughs> Bloomberg. Uh, my friend NFT Ignition, Danielle, she was on Bloomberg today, which was freaking yeah. insane. Yeah, rocked it um, in front of Congress, man. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just so excited about this space and the potential it has that I just want to Cover all bases, do interviews, do workshops, make content. Mel- met who? Meltem. No, I haven't. Okay. I, I missed her at NFT NYC. I was like going on my way to go see her. And then I got like pulled to do something. It was just craziness. But like, I really <laughs> do want to meet her one day. Like she's definitely on my list. So yeah. it's awesome. So, so Lou, yeah, we didn't, we didn't get into, do you have any NFTs yet? I know you're an investor in the space. You're an investor in a bunch of companies in the space. And yeah, no, no, I'm buying. I'm buying NFTs. I'm I'm going in deep. I mean, it's right. It's the communities are what you know. Yeah. I what I think are awesome about uh, about the NFTs. I actually minted my first NFT. Uh, so the guy that puts on uh, NFT NYC, Jody Ritz, is an awesome guy. We've become yeah. friends, and so and he's got another company, NFT.cred. That you know is a kind of a mints and you know does all the technology you need to to uh, mint NFTs and so we I decided you know crypto Mondays I want to give more value to the people who who come and so we thought maybe I'll give them NFTs and they'll be worth money at some point and so, yes. so we did an should NFT be, the first NFT I was uh, yeah exactly yep and, and they were I think we were doing that too and the um uh, uh, the very first one was of an NFT of Mike Dudas <laughs> from the block yeah. And, yeah. and you can take the NFT and use it and get a free month of the block. And we had like a hundred oh, cool. people at the event and like your thing, you know, we had three people who got the NFT. <laughs> we wow. were literally- awesome. Um, I'm trying to check something because I know you're a longtime speaker at our events and stuff and there we should be a security token time. summit together. What was that? So- we did the security token summit together, That's, right? In what 2019? Yeah. Exactly. I know. I would uh, been. It's it's been a while. What I'm actually trying to do right now, though, is check because there's there is an LA blockchain summit collection of NFTs from a couple years ago, and um, <laughs> oh. you, there should be a Lou Kerner card. Um, I'm I'm looking for it right now. Um, LA blockchains. Oh no, no, it was a year ago because it was COVID relief. 
Now I'm trying to see here if there is a Luke Kerner card and if I own it or who in the community owns it. Dang it, I can't find oh. it. All right, we're going to have to find yeah. it afterwards. Might be the first Lou Kerner-focused NFT out there. But what's, so what's your favorite collection? You just minted, you just minted something. Is there, uh, other than the, the, you know, your own, is there any that are outside of your own NFTs that you love, Lou? Have you, have you gotten Ape or uh, a Mutant or, or any of no, these? I'm talking to a friend of mine uh, tomorrow, I think maybe, uh, uh, the guy that runs Crypto Monday Paris, which is, I've been to a lot of them around the world. Paris yeah. is the best. They have it at Station F, which is a sick place. And anyways, Michael just bought a board ape, and he wrote a, he wrote a whole post on it, a thread, and it totally blew up. And so you're, uh, you're gonna hate me for this. Board apes are overrated. How dare you? I'm wearing my striped shirt. I, I, I know come you on. are. He's a boring <laughs> stone, Ryan. Ryan, they're overrated. I mean, do you want me, because honestly, I've been I would like to know why. Yeah, go. Everyone who owns a board ape is usually mainly they're they're boring. Not to discount you, Elon. You're actually fun, but most of them are deep into finances, and all they care about is the money. Unlike others in NFTs who really <laughs> like the NFTs, and but these people just buy it for the money status. Well, you know, that, well, it is. You know what's funny is I may I, I I joked with Joseph, my partner, because Joseph is you know likes to dress fancier than I do. He'll wear the suits and everything to the crypto events, and he oh, has he like does. a couple of nice watches, right? And I always gave him shit because I was like, dude, my phone tells me what's. I don't need a watch. I always was the guy making the, the stupid jokes, right? And then finally, I got an NFT that was worth quite a bit of money. My ape started being worth something. I changed my profile picture. And Joseph told me, he's like, I just don't get it. I was like, yeah, it's almost as stupid as putting on an expensive watch. And, and that was my fun. Like, it was like my favorite stupid uh, old man joke. But um, but it's so kind of true. Crypto, like, it's can, worth too much. Yeah, yeah I want to ask them, Ms. Crypto, can, uh, when, you, when you use the word community, what do you mean by that? What does community mean to you? Community, depending on, I get like the NFC community or just community in general. That's the broad word community. Community to me means a bunch of people coming together with the same ideologies for a good cause. Um, essentially, NFT community, everyone's coming together to prove that we could decentralize, you know, our, our value, our assets and, you know, be our own store have that like sense of empowerment and honestly just wear that badge of honor. You know, Ryan might think that board apes are, you know, a, yeah. a little bit boring. Um, but, you know, I think projects like this uh, are like the communities behind them. This is like a movement. This is like, you know, like board apes and, you know, a okay, okay, okay. I, I, sometimes I have yeah. to say in, in, in 30 seconds. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, it's for community is she's a she's movement. Right it's a bunch of people yeah. coming together. Rock and roll. If, if you think about, ask you look that? at board apes, Ryan. Here's why I don't think. Board I, apes sure, are, yeah, let me just finish the thing about okay. community just for one okay. second, okay, because yeah. that's also kind of my rant is to give everybody kind of a common, uh, and it doesn't have to be mine, but it should mean because we, we when we use words, it would be helpful if it meant the same thing to everybody. What I believe a community is, is you know, it 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 is what uh, uh, Miss Teen Crypto said, but. What I think is is even above that, you know, which all community stuff is, is ultimately a community is an ecosystem 
where when it works, everybody gets more out of it than they put in. And it's magical, right? Yeah. And the people, and that's the whole thing. The people in the board eight club are getting more out of it than they put in. And it's magical. You may not be, you could give a fuck about whatever the hell they're getting out of it, man, but they're getting magic. Look at this guy. It's the best thing I think that probably ever happened in his life. <laughs> Top two. <laughs> wait i have two kids top 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 four five okay um uh, but i'm just i was just kidding but like but but really i am i bought this striped shirt because of my ape not no joke right but and i got I my know, ape because he looked like me like he's wearing the glasses that look like mine but but something about the ape got me excited uh when you know jason who's been on this show and 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 board becky and danielle uh, nft ignition shout out to her for for being on uh bloomberg um uh i think yeah. it was today or yesterday um so 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 stoked and the the reason why i think board apes are not um overrated and maybe you know i've said this a thousand times on the show one million percent we're in some kind of nft bubble and the crypto space the bubble all these little bubbles right but will the whole space the space as a whole be orders of magnitude larger 10 years from now one thousand percent right we don't know which projects and maybe board apes tomorrow will go down 90 percent in price will they be around five years from now i think so and and all these things right but i don't believe it i don't think it'll it'll happen in the same way but the reason why i, I they're not overrated is is community <laughs> And for the reason that Lou is saying, but for but also you just watch the community. You've never seen such aggro, excited people ever whenever something is going on. You saw, you know, we were at LA Blockchain Summit, you know, virtually for, for four days straight um, uh, last uh, a couple of weeks ago. And everyone was in New York for that event. But you know how many texts I got, how many videos I was getting from like the, the board ape party and from all of the different things going on. And it's not just apes, then it kind of extends to mutants, then it extends to other groups, right? Like I'm uh, the two communities I, I, other than boring stone that I participate in the most is, is the ape community in, in the NFT world and the fame lady squad community because of, you know, because of my daughter, I just fame ladies, uh, Lou, you might not know the, the Fame Lady Squad saga uh, and whole drama story about it, but essentially it was like the please first. Do tell. <laughs> what? I did an interview with them. I said, please do tell. Oh, yeah. So, so this team crypto knows we had them on blockchain booze pretty quickly because it was the first like, you know, female led NFT project. And I grabbed my daughter and I was like, you got to check this out. And she loved them. And I minted a bunch of them. Right. And then like a week or two later, there was a bunch of sort of copycat, different female NFT things. Something was in the air. They were all happening at once, just like it normally does in startup land and crypto land. But then everyone started realizing that a bunch of the projects were like the same three or four Russian dudes that were launching <laughs> all these projects, basically, you know, uh, uh, pretending who, they were something. Who knew? Smart. Come on, say it isn't so, Elon. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, in crypto, right? Like, like uh Miss Teen Crypto, did you have what uh, a favorite thing, a highlight of uh, NFT NYC? Honestly, there was so much. I interviewed so many people. I interviewed Fame Lady Squad, Will Entrican, the author of ERC721. I spoke for 10 minutes. I met Gary V for a solid second. Um, <laughs> I, I, I met so many people. Like, honestly, I had a really great time. I, there's not one thing I can nail down because all of it was so exciting. But the people are probably my favorite thing, just meeting people. 
Okay, Amelon, you made a good point. I guess overrated is the wrong word. I guess just financial, it, the people in it are usually in the financial business. Is it more well, at this At this point, you have to be able to afford one. And that's the insane part, right? How many of our friends were like, I mean, minted them and how many of our friends bought one after the fact and later. So it's kind of crazy, right? Like right now, it's it's kind of insane. I made that stupid punk ape strong video for Jimmy Fallon. And I said something like, like, dude, you're insane because he's 215,000 you know, for an NFT. Yeah, it, it is. insane. It is a lot. It, yeah, it's a lot. But it's, it's, you know, but we're talking about collectibles. I have on the wall of my old room at my parents house, a spawn number one comic book. And at the time I spent 10 or $15 on it. To me, that was a lot of money when I bought it when I was like in junior high or, or high school, like junior high age or so. And now um, McFarlane, the guy who was the creator of Spawn is making NFTs and is likely going to come on blockchain booze somewhat soon. So like oh that whole mind blowing thing, but there's comic books worth way more than that. So why is it insane that these are worth more than the comic book or the baseball card? I just think that the appreciation time between those two are very different because board apes appreciated so quickly versus the the time it takes the comic book to appreciate. Yeah. Well, the wait, community wait, wait till the next thing. <laughs> You'll really yeah. hate that. <laughs> I don't hate it. I never right. use that word. I don't hate it. I don't hate the board apes. I actually like I like the idea. It's just some of the owners I find to be boring yes i would take that personally Elon. <laughs> hey no, i didn't create it you know what it's, i'll, I'll it's take that as a compliment uh, no but it's the other apes that i got a problem with <laughs> but you're okay <laughs> how dare you uh, but you know what though that's the thing is is like every community right like i always say this about communities in general like every community there's like the people you love there's the the people you might not like and then there's everybody but as a as a group the, the people who created for it i don't know them personally uh, or anything like that they've delivered right on all of their promises and met some and they've done things in a way that's kept the community pretty damn happy and that's not an easy thing to do either especially in the crypto world um uh you know um Lou, Lou has probably seen this on a bunch of things. I know everybody else has seen this on a bunch of things. Oh, here we go. We got Lou back. Um, and, um, you know, we've seen this on a bunch of projects, right? In the crypto world, it's less sticky, right? One of the things that's beautiful about crypto is that, you know, you can ditch the banks and now switching between protocols is pretty easy, right? Um, and, in, uh, and, you know, so switching between groups, like if, if, uh, if what you call it um if fame lady squad is found out to be a bunch of russian dudes everyone exits right and everyone goes to the next thing but that was the saga lou the saga of it was that the russian guys came online and were like hey we didn't mean to be asses whatever and they tried to make it up to the community by then letting the community decide who could get the contract and they actually gave the contract to board becky and nft <laughs> ignition which is um um, so and, and, uh, and data and, um, and they took it over and they actually took fame lady squad from them and continued to grow the community and it's continued to grow. And it's like turning into a whole, it's made the community actually stronger because now there's like an origin story. Um, that's, that's, yeah. that's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, so cool. Yes. Yeah, at, at the very beginning of, of, of what communities are going to be. Um, and, you know, I really believe also in the power of, you know, we're going to have tools to, so communities can work together, three communities, 10 communities, a thousand communities, and what they'll, that'll be able to achieve. So there is one NFT community I find interesting. I'm not sure if I should name it because it's been very controversial lately. Let's do it. Okay. So it was <laughs> thrown everywhere for being racist because oh, that's not good. Okay, Hus you know the Hustler one, the Hustler NFT. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. What they is they are they the actual like magazine Hustler? So that it did was it? a cartoonist. Um, it was a cartoonist, Mr. George Trosley. Everyone looked at his cartoons from four years ago, which was which was at the time anti-racism cartoons against the KKK, and they looked at it. People who weren't didn't live in the 70s i didn't live in the 70s looked at it and they saw it as racist but the people from that time period saw it as anti-racist so the so then the site started writing up about jungle freaks saying it was completely racist and so mr trosley came out explained everything how hessler was pushing envelope and intentionally and these cartoons were trying to talk about anti-racism it was interesting how it boiled down where it was a half and half medium where some of the community left, new people came in, and the price isn't where it was, but it was like halfway in the middle. And not and not the price isn't what I find interesting. I find how the community how a lot of people after all the all that happened, people spent the time to research it and find out that they were wrong and come back into it. That's what I found interesting. Hmm, that is interesting. Yeah. Do they have a big community? You know, I find most of the big communities are crypto native style communities or groups like it's, the it's, only the only crypto native or non crypto native community I found that's insanely rabid and one of the best ones out there is Gary V's community, because he has been building that community for, you know, I don't know, 15 years. Is, I think I told them uh, I remember him doing things when I worked at MySpace, and that was like 2008, 2009. Well, that was so long ago. Yes. When did he start at MySpace? I remember the story you told. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up in a second. I remember the story you told about how you and Gary made excuses when you're at, at MySpace <laughs> to go to the um, the hub. And yeah. that's how you guys built the hub company. wasn't created yet. So the hub is the co-working spot in uh, Westlake Village that that um, I helped create, you know, loosely. They were creating it and I kind of helped. Uh, but uh, they um, that was started later. 805 Startup started because I worked uh, at MySpace and later at um, Amazon. And I Ooh. wanted an excuse to not sit in L.A. traffic. So I would tell them I had to work from home because there's this meetup thing called 805 Startups. Meanwhile, 805 Startups was me and my brother and a couple of engineers that we knew that <laughs> lived in our area. The area code is 805. Um, and so we just, you know, made it an excuse to work from home. So like once a week, once every two weeks, I'd be like, oh, there's an 805 Startups lunch today. I'm going to work from home. Because back then, working from home was somewhat of a big deal. You couldn't just do it willy-nilly. You, you know, I'd have to, you know, ask my boss if they'd be cool if I worked from home that day, you know. Um, so that's how 805 Startups happened, which is a big local startup community here in Southern California now. Um, wow. But yeah, I'll, I'll look up. Um, uh, so sometime, I think it was around 2008, Lou, um, there was a company. Um, 
Oh, you know what? Uh, 2006, it looks like this happened. Dang, so around 2006, um, I started working at MySpace. A company that I knew the founders of called K-Solo started the first internet karaoke company. So think about this. Right now, it sounds like the easiest, simplest app on the internet. Like you see the lyrics to a song, you sing along, it records you, and you have a recording of yourself singing that song. Back then, they had to build like custom technology. It was like real tech. And then they had to have dedicated servers and things like that. I think when I started, they had like 18 dedicated, dedicated servers. servers. Yeah, just the idea of a dedicated server. Like, cards. I started, when I started coding, I had to use a punch card. Yeah. <laughs> so I had one of those Ataris that would, um, you would put a cassette tape in. It would spin the cassette tape you'd hear it go bzzz. it would be spinning the cassette tape and then you could play pitfall for about 20 <laughs> seconds and then it would pause and then you'd hear bzzz, and then it would keep going um which you know uh i was a little young to have that but i was lucky that i had older brothers and an older uncle that was into computers um but anyway yeah, that company was acquired by myspace and then they moved them from new york to la so they hired me at their first day at myspace was my first day at myspace too so um, with, richard, with richard rosenblatt uh, uh running it i remember that name i i, I don't uh he's the ceo he was the ceo when uh, when they sold it to my uh, uh fox and uh oh, okay. you know, kept in touch and now his his son is running is like ceo of some super hot nft company oh cool have all of these like autographs have you heard of autographs it's like I've people, heard of it, but I, I don't know him either. Apparently, people are making NFTs of their autographs. That's awesome. That's really <laughs> it, makes, cool. it makes sense. That is cool. It, it makes sense. So, so um, yes. Uh, sorry, I'm uh, I'm looking at some of these. Okay, I'm going to jump into the QA actually because I want to get some time. We have about 15 minutes, and then uh, whoever is online, I see a bunch of people. Oh, altcoin author. The good friend of ours, he's uh, he's uh, in the chat, um, and we've got um, all sorts of people. For you that are participating everywhere outside of uh, the uh, Remo system, go to meet.blockchainbooze.io. Um, here's the, the little <laughs> graphic. So you can chat with people live and, uh, and the rest of the community and uh, jump in the QA. So... All right. I want to, um, Ryan mentioned the metaverse earlier. I'd love to, to get your guys' feelings. There's just somebody, you know, somebody asked, are we going to talk about the metaverse? So I'd, I'd actually love to, uh, to hear your, your guys' uh, feelings. And are you playing around, uh, Ryan, other than your own? What are you playing around? Oh my gosh. I know a lot of secrets of many companies that are doing metaverses and I'm not going to spill them, but every single one is amazing. All except right, so you the, across the board, you like miss Team Crypto. Are you playing around in a Decentraland or a Sandbox or any of those? Um, I am playing around in a few metaverses. One metaverse I, um, I'm a fan of, particularly because it connects to Gen Z a lot, is Uplift. Um, yeah, it's a metaverse based in Minecraft. It's so cool. Like It's on wax. You buy an NFT that represents a plot of land. You could build on it at seven builders so that so that if your friend wants to try out the game, see what it's like, travel around and want to build an experiment, they could use your 
lands and you could earn a flyptium there's a lot of like there's DeFi aspects there's a lot of like cool like you know features that they're adding connecting nfts to the whole thing you know in the game you punch a sign you get an nft things like that um so you know i really i really think it's super cool the things that are being created in there are amazing and you know it just started out as a map and now it's becoming like this decentralized economy yeah, I need to I need um, to get so back cool. into it. Um, I, that, this is a good reminder because when I met them, I, the guys were just so nice. I had so much fun oh, and I so loved cool. the whole vibe, the uplift vibe of everything. They forced me to, during the live stream, like put what I'm grateful for on yes. a brick on one of the buildings and they did the yep. whole thing. And I really liked them a lot. And I like, you know, more and more I'm liking, um, you know, Wax and uh, I spend a lot of time on Tezos uh, NFTs and stuff. So um, I, I'm, I'm liking it. Lou, how, how, how are you feeling about Metaverse from your angle, from the investment so, side of things? I think, uh, you know, on June 29th, 2017, I saw the crypto light and thought that it was the biggest thing to happen in the history of humanity until about six months ago when I saw the Metaverse. And, you know, in, in my view, you know, first again, you got to define it. I define it as is there's reality on one end, there's virtual reality on the other, and everything in between is augmented reality. In my view... Um, the metaverse starts the moment you leave reality, whatever that is. I think when you're on your on this, that's the metaverse. You're, you're spending some part. It's not fully immersed. And I think every day humanity is spending more time in the metaverse and every day it's more immersive. And that's, you know, the massive trend of our lifetime. And but I also believe, but, but, lastly, yeah. but I believe that the, the, we, we are in a pitched battle, the battle of our lifetime, truly is for the soul and control of the metaverse between the community and FAMGA. Facebook, Apple, Microsoft, Google, and Amazon. So, yeah, honestly, well, the, best way I the best way I describe metaverse to people who don't know what that means is, I describe it as a massively multiplayer online real life game. It, yeah, but most of the people who won't know what a metaverse <laughs> is won't know what a what a massive what a you know MMO is. Right? Well, they know what reality is. RPG, but you but take out the P and put it in life. Yeah, you know what's funny is I was I've spent years now. So one of my first partners and one of the reasons I somehow got into crypto was was because Adam Draper launched a product on my old company's thing, and then he launched Boost, and Boost started doing these investing in Bitcoin companies. And then they've switched over to doing VR companies and stuff like that. And I put on the VR headsets at their demo days and I thought it was so much fun and it was cool, but you still had the VR headset and all this stuff. And the, the thing that really turned the corner for me on the metaverse, because I always was thinking in my mind, like, oh, I'm going to need a VR headset. It's not going to be as fun than just using it on the computer or doing whatever. But what's crazy is that I started playing Roblox with my kids <laughs> and oh. it, it's so addicting and even like goofy games, right? Like you're playing like, I don't know, Strongman Simulator and these, these games that are really basic graphics and, and kind of like lo-fi compared to the games that like we started getting into at a certain point, like when we were growing up as games got better, you know, I'm of the age where I was, you know, the perfect age for um, GoldenEye on, on Nintendo 64 or Tony Hawk skateboarding was like me, 16 year old me, right? So, so, you know, that's, I liked the graphics getting better and better. All of a sudden, when you tone down the graphics, when you stopped caring about them, and you start looking at the 2D simple stuff, 
it's easier to somehow like get involved, right? It's easier to somehow get lost in it and play. And I find playing on uplift in that sort in the sort of um, uh, um, I keep wanting to say uh, Roblox, but what's the uh, um, Minecraft. Minecraft in the Minecraft world or um, playing around lately a lot in uh, Decentraland? The graphics don't need to be good. It actually is easier, and I enjoy it more um, on my laptop than I do um, or on the iPad. Uh, than I do with with you know whole headsets and things on. I don't know. I, I guess and, it just depends guys, on the metaverse. You know, like what you're using. Oculus rocks, man. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, need to, I need to try try it and spend more time. But I just don't see enough people getting so all into it quite yet. And yeah. I only I almost like. I don't know. It's kind of like uh, uh, look at look back in the day at MySpace and then Facebook, right? May, MySpace let you do whatever you wanted, right? They let you create crazy graphics. They let you take over your own page and let your freak flag fly. But actually what I kind of learned and realized, there's some psychological need for all of us to, to be on a more level and even playing field, right? And Facebook came around and to most people, Facebook was super boring compared to MySpace. But Facebook just annihilated it because of the fact that like it wasn't noisy and annoying and I clicked on Lou's page, I knew exactly what to expect. And Lou's page looked like my page, just with a different profile picture and a different name, right? Like so, there is a psychological need to belong yeah. and have that playing field. And I think that too much graphics, too much stuff might might get in the way. I so, so in, in in my view, just FYI having having been there running Bolt, which was the largest social network before MySpace. And we were actually in the process of getting bought by MySpace uh, when they got bought by Fox. Um, but in my view, the social media started the day that that uh, Facebook introduced the news feed. And then instead mm -hmm. of you having to go to every everybody's fucking uh, page on MySpace, right, their yeah. pages came to you. That was the major difference. You know, if MySpace had done that, they would have been Facebook. No, I mean, they had the news feed pretty fast around the same time. They did, not have, the, they did not have the face. They did not. Go, they go back and look. No, it was pretty. Now pathetic. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to look. Yeah. Maybe by the time I was working. It was hard. It was hard. Stuff wasn't composable then. Yeah. Want to do something like that? Okay. We get started from scratch. <laughs> I remember my, okay. my partner uh, at my last company was the chief performance architect at MySpace. So he was in charge of keeping the most, at the time, most trafficked website on the internet online, which is not an easy job. It was kind of crazy. So it wasn't as easy to launch stuff and move stuff around and, and display things. Uh, it, was, it was crazy, right? Um, uh, I'm looking through the questions. You know, actually, this, this is a great one. Um, it's, it's directed towards Mistreen Crypto. Um, surprise, surprise. You know, <laughs> I, I think this is, um, you know, young people don't have a, a lot of disposable income, right? Like they're not, uh, they can't spend the hundreds or a thousand dollars on an Ethereum transaction like some idiots. Um, uh, so, um, so, you know, what, how are they, you know, what, what do you see, I guess, um, from how much they're participating in the space? Are they participating a lot? Is there a hesitancy because there's a high barrier of entry? Or are they just doing other things? Are they just using Bitcoin on Cash App or playing on Wax? Like, how do you see it with, with your peers? 
I see a lot of people attempting to get into Ethereum NFTs. I literally it was so funny um, that you bring this up or that someone that asked brings it up because a few days ago I got a text from somebody that I knew from like middle school. They're like, hey, you know, I just like got some ETH and I want to buy some NFTs. I'm on OpenSea. Like, what do I do? Um, so, you know, like that, like they're starting to get in. Of course, yeah. gas fees. That's always kind of a negative. It's always kind of like an err, like a little wrench in the process. And it could like, you know, deter people sometimes. Um, but I guess that's just because of lack of knowledge. Like, why is there a gas fee? Like, people don't understand. Like, why? Like, the kid literally said, why is there a gas fee? Are you, sending them, are you sending them to different chains to avoid the gas fees? Well, um, I always tell people about Wax, which is um, the platform or blockchain I've been minting on since November 2020. So before like this whole big NFT boom, I've been minting NFTs like a crazy person. Um, and I really love it because you can truly have a $1 NFT. I literally, if you guys visit MissTeamCrypto.com, check on the NFT page, scroll down a little bit. You'll see graduation day 2021 to celebrate my high school graduation back in June. That was a $1 NFT that's still available. That's possible on WAX. A one cent NFT, which I, my friend has done, is possible on WAX. Um, so, you know, it does that bring rocks. in that factor that's like. Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of DeFi. There's a lot of games that are going on on Wax now. So many things that are possible that wouldn't be possible um, on Ethereum, for example, you know, as a collector, like I or as a creator, I yeah, guess. So by the way, I'm a big Crypto fan Monday of New York, Crypto Monday New York two weeks ago, uh, uh, we had William Quigley, who's the founder. No of way. Yes. No way. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, man, he's the man. Have you ever seen him talk? No, uh, I won't. I missed him at uh, NFT. Crazy I smart. Him. Yeah, oh, yeah. no. Have him so, come back. Let's, let's all, let's yeah, all maybe, do it. Maybe, maybe we'll do a show. Me, you, William, and Meltem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> make it Make it I'm happen, there. Lou. Make it happen. I'll come to New York Lou. for that. Yeah, yeah I'll I will get Jody the on there. <laughs> we'll get Jody Rich, sir, NFT NYC. We'll get him on there. I actually we'll saw... The, I saw the crypto light on June 29th, 2017, during a conference call I held on ICOs because I was trying to understand what was going on. And Melton was one of the speakers on that call. Wow. That's, Such that's an icon. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. No, she's around, man. No, she's awesome. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that um, is really quick, sick. Quickly, before we have to go, I've seen a couple mentions on here. Um uh, Lou in the in the chat and in the QA, a couple people have mentioned um, uh, congratulations on uh, crypto SPAC. Do you want to talk about that? Is it something you can talk sure. about? Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. I mean, it's happened. We're, we 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 uh, uh, raised. Uh, I got an email yesterday saying that there's 306 million dollars sitting in our trust bank account that we now have in the public shell. And we are seeking a merger partner in the blockchain world who should be public. And now that company, if they should be public, if they want, they can start like a nine month process like we went through and spend a lot of money and spend a lot of brain power talking to lawyers and bankers instead of building shit. And, you know, and then at the end of that nine months, maybe they can go public, maybe they can't. But now with us, boom, we're public and off to the races. So, um, you know, it's this whole thing that's happened in financial markets. There are lots of these facts around we're the first one to be crypto native. 
So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and Lou is, uh, uh, just, you know, I guess, I guess I, we had the investor disclosure on there and stuff like that, but, but Lou, uh, no, this is no investment yeah. advice. Yeah. No investment advice, all that stuff. But, but, um, I think Lou is, is amazing. He's one of the few people in this was here in the space early, you know, at least I, I remember meeting you at that 2017 time when you were here and you understand the public finance world and technology world better than all of us probably. Um, and, uh, and you're in the crypto. Space, I, I don't so think I'm awesome. a and your partner. Full disclosure, all that stuff too. Just <laughs> FYI, that's what I was going to get to is Matthew Lamerl is partner is an investor in our fund. So um, just, yeah. you know, keeping it. Full disclosure. But I assume that's not why I'm on, right? <laughs> no, I mean, I honestly, when I saw the the Twitter chat one, I was like, we got to get you on. We didn't really talk about it. I'm gonna get you, Ryan, right now. Um, uh, uh, what I wanted to get you on, I wanted to share screens and force you to buy some NFTs or buy you some NFTs live on the show. So maybe we're gonna have to do that as a separate time. I'll send all of you guys a, a boring stone or two um, uh, NFT. Subducks. So, Subducks. You didn't ask me Sub about ducks. my NFTs. Yeah, check out the subducks. Okay. All right. R oh. Ryan, what were you going to say? And before we go, yeah, I'm going to give everyone a moment to, to plug some stuff. But Ryan, go. So cool. the problem with decentralization is that people are taking it too literal and where they are just staying to themselves <laughs> and not looking at others and basically becoming lone wolves. And I, you know, that's sort of my MO. Sometimes I like to stay myself, but I started working with um, Margaret Clary Tagadal. She's uh, in the NFT space and we're both really smart. And when we teamed up, now all of this awesome stuff we've been telling you about started happening because of our team up. So decentralization is good for data and such, but it's not so good for humans. Yeah, it doesn't mean to doesn't mean to go it alone, right? That's the beauty of the communities, right? That's that's the what we were discussing. You you can be anywhere in the world, do your own thing, and uh, but be a part of a crew. I think a lot of people now are seeing it with with the NFT communities, but before that, it was starting to happen with DAOs, and before that, maybe with those ICOs and things like that. At least the legitimate ones, people found I could work for these people in work is a different definition than it was even just a few years ago. Like think about, I was mentioning, talking about 805 startups. I worked at one of the biggest tech companies in the world, Amazon, and before that, MySpace. And I couldn't just work from home whenever I wanted. Like I had to talk to my boss about it. Like think about how different the world is from back then. Back then when I worked at Amazon, you couldn't watch a full length movie on the internet. You couldn't oh, unless you illegally downloaded it on oh your computer. Oh my gosh. Um, so Ms. Ms. Key Crypto, if you want, so, you know, I've been running the, the crypto meetup in New York. We have over 6,000 members, um, you know, and it's, I told you, it's awesome. And I'm like handing it off. So come to the next one and be part of the crew that takes it over, um, you know, and drive the community forward, right? I think when communities uh, work, they evolve, right? They don't have one guy kind of running it for too long, right? It should evolve new ideas. So. You if can't you be like, in every oh. city around the world every Monday night, Lou. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> right. no, I, yeah. uh, but Crypto Monday Brooklyn just started. Uh, that's oh, awesome. the Williamsburg Hotel. That's a sick hotel. Um, you know, and uh, the woman uh, who owns it, Toby, you know, gets the crypto light. So she loves having the crypto community there. And that's just going to happen more and more and more.
That's so cool. In 20 yeah, well, we're gonna connect. We're gonna connect after this. Um, so so you guys can you guys can do that, or we have all each other's emails that are on stage. Um, everybody, quick, let's do like just a speed round of where to find you and where to follow you, uh, so we can keep it going. And then whoever's online, I'm gonna do this one more time. I know it's annoying. Meet.blockchainbooze.io, so you can jump to a table and hang out, just like those Crypto Mondays. Get to hang out with people in real life. We'll get to do it uh, at these virtual tables, which is really fun. Ten seconds, Brian, please, no. anyone? Yeah, Lou. If you don't want to buy an NFT, come to Free NFTs Club on Clubhouse every Monday at three thirty p.m. We get people from auction houses and stuff giving away NFTs for free. That's awesome. Say that again. Free what? Free NFTs Club on Clubhouse. That's fun. p.m. to Tell five p.m. Pacific time. That's awesome. Ryan, That's where cool. else can everyone find you? Uh, Twitter, Zuda's World, Clubhouse, Twitter's World, Zuda's World, Instagram, Zuda's World, basically Zuda's World, and awesome. Zuda.eth. Zuda.eth. Awesome. Uh, Miss Teen Crypto, where is the best place to uh, find you and follow you? Everyone can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all at Missing Crypto, YouTube, look up Missing Crypto, hit that subscribe button for the Missing Crypto show. Also, if you want to find all these links and the link to my Telegram group, which I give away NFTs away all the time in there, um, visit MissingCrypto.com, scroll down the homepage, all my links are there. And if you want to check out my NFTs, don't hesitate to click the NFTs section up top and see all my recent drops and all the collectibles out right now. Awesome. And thank you. Thank you so much. And Lou, other than Crypto Mondays, what, uh, where's the best place Lou to find Kerner, you? Lou Kerner, L-O-U-K-E-R-N-E-R, everywhere. Everywhere. Blockchain co-investors, Crypto Mondays, uh, Crypto Nomad. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to start traveling again to events. So we're going to be hanging soon and having a real life beer. Um, I can't wait. Um, thank you. Yeah. Th thank you everyone for joining. And I really, really appreciate you and everybody in the chat. I'll see you at the tables in, in a few minutes. Thanks everyone.